Good morning, everybody. Shabbos Daf Kufid Gimel Kuchas Ori So Daf Kufid Beis Di Gemara Daf Kufid Beis Amar Alaf Pertana Three A Steer In regards to the knots that a person ties for his shoes and his sandals. The Gemara one brayso which has your chai, one brayso which has his patah velas, one brayso which has its mutter. So the Gemara went through how to explain each brayso. What each brayso is referring to. Then the Gemara discussion. Let's say the shoelace falls off on Shabbos. Do we say that it still has the status of a kli or does it lose the status of a kli and it's going to be mukta and not going to be allowed to move it? Then we said the Gemara on Beis brought down a discussion about tumah v'tayr that the halacha is that a kli loses the status of a kli in regards to tumah when it has a hole the size of a rima and the size of a pomegranate. What happens if you have a bunch of smalls and you fill them up, but if you start them all together, then it would have the size of a pomegranate. So the Gemara concluded that it would it lost its status of its original kli, and it's not tummy anymore. Today we're going to see more halachas about kshir, more halachas about where you're allowed to tie, where you're not allowed to tie. Then we're going to see the Gemara on the bottom is going to talk about folding your begadim and the itzer of hachana, the itzer of preparing for after Shabbos. And the Gemara on the base is going to talk about a few interesting agat, the Gemara. So let's see how the Gemara on the top of Daf Kufi Gemara Manaf says the Gemara. Says the commission, a person's allowed to tie a bucket in the pit. And you're trying to get water from the pit. So you're allowed to tie a the, the bucket with a girdle. You're not allowed to tie with a regular rope. Because if you tie with a regular rope, you're afraid you're going to leave it there. It's going to be permanent or not. If you tie with a girdle, then you know that you're going to need that rope. So therefore, it's going to be mutter. Yehuda, matter. Yehuda says mutter. With all types, matter with all types of ropes. Kalamur, Yehuda, kokashish, and a kayama. And a kayama, Allah says of Yehuda, that any knot that it's not just a kayama, it is going to be mutter to tie. And again, it's just, here it sounds like it's only going to be patar velocity. You're not going to be chai, but it's not mutter chai. So we're going to see about this in the Gemara. Says the Gemara, what type of rope? If it's talking about a regular rope, that's going to be mutter. It's a regular kasher. It's a regular knot. Nah. And our mission says that you're allowed to tie a regular with a regular rope. And our mission that's a regular knot, and you'd be chayv. So it's more We're talking about the rope of a weaver. So says the Gemara, and the Gemara is assuming like this: that the rabbanan are going to be geyser a regular the rope of a weaver up to a regular rope, and that's why they don't allow you to use that type of rope. Rehuda is not geyser. Says the Gemara. You mean to tell me that the Rabbanon hold that we're not going to allow you, allow you to use the rope of a weaver because we're afraid that you're going to confuse it and use a regular rope and then you're going to forget about it. Let's say you had the bucket and the rope ripped. You're not allowed to tie it up. You're allowed to make a, allowed to make a boat. Rehuda says... You're allowed to tie it with it. You're allowed to wrap around it a hollow belt or the girdle. But you're not allowed to make a boat. Says the Gemara. Ask the Gemara to steer the Rehuda to steer the Rabbanon. Meaning the Gemara is assuming over here that the reason why Rehuda doesn't allow you to make a boat is because he's geyser after you're going to make a regular knot. And the reason why the Rabbanon allow you to do it is because they don't make that gzera. So ask the Gemara in our mission we said the other way around. The Rehuda is one who doesn't make the gzera. And the Rabbanon do make the gzera. Answers the Gemara. Rabbanon, Rabbanon like Kasha. We're going to ask, answer the stira between the Yishites and the Rabbanon. The Rabbanon say that a person is going to get confused between two ropes. Two ropes, And that's why we're not going to let you use the rope of a weaver because we're afraid you're going to use a regular rope. But nobody's going to get confused. If we allow you to make a bow, nobody's going to get confused and think that you're allowed to make a regular knot. The reason why Rebuda does not allow you to make a bow here in our case is not because he holds that a person is going to get confused and once you allow him to make a bow, he's going to make a regular knot. Rebuda himself holds that that a bow is considered a regular knot and that's why Rebuda does not allow you to make an aniva. And again, the Rishayim discussed over here that we spoke about the Shail in the beginning of the parak is aniva mutter, is aniva asr, so the Chariv of Klaraya that this is a machlekes over here between Rebuda and the Chacham. says that more right to Amr Baba, Amr Chir, Rashi, Amr Rath. Maybe all the Chacham will take place. Person's allowed to bring a rope 
from his house and he's allowed to tie the cow to the trough. If you have a rope which is already tied to the trough, you're allowed to tie it to the cow. If you have a rope which is tied to the animal, you're allowed to tie it to the trough. You're not allowed to bring a rope and tie both sides, tie it to the cow and to the trough. And like Rashi explains, because we're afraid you're going to leave one side tied and that's going to be a permanent knot. So ask the Gemara, how can you tell me that? You're allowed to take a rope and tie it from one from the cow to the trough. We see clearly that you're not allowed to do that. And to the Gemara, you said the bride said it's Osir, that's by a regular rope. This time we said it's going to be Mutter, that's by the rope of a weaver, and we're not afraid you're going to leave it there. Said the Hugging Moravaiter, I'm going to the kalim of a weaver, the, the utensils of a weaver, you're allowed to move on Shabbos, you're not going to be muktah. Says the Gemara, what is the halacha with the upper and lower beams? He's not going to be muktah to move as well. So in Velav Rav he said yes, he said no. He wasn't sure about it, he was misubic, what the halacha is with it? Is it going to be muktah or not? And again, the Rishayim talk about, is the discussion where is it muktah machmatz chasrin kiss because it is something which you use specifically for weaving and you would not allow anybody else to use it for that purpose, therefore it would be muktah machmatz kiss. And the Gemara, that, that was the Gemara Shaila, or is the Gemara? Shaila is a mlachtal iser, is it something which is used for iser, but you would be allowed to move it to our goof. Okay, my Rishayim talk about it here. Itmar. Even the upper beam, the lower beam. Why are you not allowed to move the side posts? It's because maybe they're afraid that since they're very heavy, you drag them on the ground, they're going to make holes in the ground. But the holes happen in Mela, and you're not going to do them, and they're going to be muttered. We learned in the Mishnah. A timing lap is a tenunus tachas agaf, and a person who hides turnips and radishes under a grapevine. In because Allah, Magul, and if some of the leaves are still revealed, in a chayshish, we don't have to be chayshish, let me shim climb up because of climb, because we don't look at it as if it's buried back in the ground. So if it's next to other fruits and vegetables, it's not a problem. Let me shim shvias, it's not going to be chayv and shvias. Let me shim meiser, and it's not going to be chayv and meiser, because again, it's not really planted. And they tell me Shabbos, you're not taking it on Shabbos. And ask the Gemara, the when you pick it up on Shabbos, you're going to be making holes, and you should be making zero to, you're going to be mashed with So why is it, why we matter it? So the chayr, we matter because you're not mechavit to make the hole, to mash with the gumits. Says the Gemara, in a field, we're not afraid that you're going to smooth out the holes because you don't care about the holes. Over here, when we're talking about moving the posts, since they're very heavy, we're talking about in a person's house, and the person's house is, we're afraid, is going to be, when if he makes holes, he's going to spread out the dirt to fix the hole because he doesn't want a hole in his house. And therefore, that's what we said, you're not allowed to move the end, move them. You're allowed to move the weaver's kale on Shabbos. You're not allowed to move them. You're not allowed to move them because they're not taken. Like Rashi says over here, they, they're Nobody moves them because they're very heavy. Therefore, their entire malacha is for the, be used only for the weaver, and that's it's going to be muktzah. Again, does that mean it's because it's designated specifically for something which is aser, but it's going to be or is it machmas chasrin kiss and it'll be muktzah even Says the Now we're going to go through the sugya of hachana preparing for shifram Shabbos too after Shabbos, and we're going to go through some other interesting sugyas, other interesting halachas in regards to Shabbos. Quick hakdama before we start. There are two mitzvahs there. So, in regards to Mitzvah Shabbos, that is the Mitzvah of Zachar Shamar, exactly what's included in these in both these Mitzvahs is an interesting discussion. The Mishayim and Pasha Shamar is the Gavan of Shabbos, and Zachar is the Chiv of Kiddush, and possibly Havdalah. And then there's the Chiv of Drabana, where the Ram brings down two Chiv of Drabana, the Mitzvah of Kavit and the Mitzvah of Einik. And Perkov Tess, Ram brings down these Mitzvahs. And the Ram tells us that Kavit is something that a person does before Shabbos. Everything you do in the preparation before Shabbos is considered Kavit Shabbos, and that can start even the beginning of the week. And then Einik Shabbos is something which happens on Shabbos itself. The things that you do to enjoy Shabbos, that's considered Einik Shabbos. And again, there's different things which could be. 
be the discussion which category they fall into. But let's see the Hedegah Mishnah. Mekafas are Kemafilo, Arab Chamisha Pam, a person's allowed to fold his Kalim even four or five times. And we're assuming that he's going to use it tomorrow. Matsina Samitas, Mulal Shabbos, Shabbos, you're allowed to make your bed from Friday night to Shabbos morning. I will let me Shabbos, Matsha Shabbos, you're allowed to make your bed on Shabbos morning for Matsha Shabbos. And again, the Paiskim will talk about that it seems that many people are making this halacha. So the Paiskim discuss how much of this halacha is telling a person's kavana. Is a person doing it specifically to prepare for Matsha Shabbos? Or is he doing it because that is the proper etiquette? That's just how he, that he makes his bed. He cleans up the room, he makes his bed. That's the normal things that he does in order to have a normal household. It says the Hedegi Gemara Vaiter Bishmal, Ayyam Kavaz Akalam Matinis Amitis, Yam Kippur Mashab. It says Bishmal that a person is allowed to fold his Kalim and make his bed from Yam Kippur to Shabbos. If Yam Kippur falls on our Shabbos, you're allowed to do that for Shabbos. The Chalav of Shabbos Kippur, Yam Kippur, Yam Kippur, Yam Kippur, Shabbos. And Allah is that the Chalav of Shabbos Kippur on Yam Kippur. If Shabbos fell on Yam Shabbos, you're allowed to burn the Chalav on Yam Kippur. But not the other way around. Not You can't burn the fats from Yam Kippur on Shabbos. We keep it in relation to Shabbos Kippur, Yam 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 Kippur, Yam
tzedakah and talking about making shidduchim. That is when you water on Shabbos with Avra Dover. So as the Gemara, that comes to tell you, the way you speak on Shabbos should be different than the way you speak during the week. And it says the Gemara, Di were aser here, mutter. However, to speak is aser, but here to talk, to think is mutter. And the, what exactly the Gemara is talking about when it says Di berachas shal Shabbos? The Rashi over there is talking about neka chumel kachish benis. Person shouldn't speak about his business dealings on Shabbos. And that's what the pasuk of Dabru Dabru is coming to tell you. You're allowed to think about it. Taisa over here has a big chiddush that the pasuk of Dabru Dabru is coming to tell you that a person shouldn't speak so much on Shabbos. It brings right from the Yushamid. Yushamid says that was his mother was talking about, and he turned to his mother and he said, "Ima safta shufti." Mommy, it's Shabbos, and she stopped talking. So you see this idea that a person should be careful with what he speaks about on Shabbos. If you take a look at the Meiri, the Meiri learns that this is coming to tell you. He learns like Rashi, and he says that a person should try to speak about Divrei Torah on Shabbos. But he says them any kedai, but a person can't talk about Divrei Torah. He's asik ben Neflayis Hashem. He should talk about the Neflayis of Kadosh Baruch Hu, and about Hashem's mitzvahs. And these types of things. Meaning, you're saying that on Shabbos we have the time, we have the peace of mind to focus on what's important, to focus on the Neflayis of Kadosh Baruch to focus on relationship with Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Interesting Ramah, which brings down that if a person has guests over and the guests want to talk about in, in different in Yanim that aren't necessarily regards Takadish Baruchu, that's considered, if that's what they want to talk about, that's considered Anik Shabbos, and a person should do that. It says, It makes sense, all the, all the things that we just wrote down, that a person shouldn't talk about his business and a person shouldn't do his business on Shabbos. What exactly does it mean that the way a person walks on Shabbos should not be the way he walks during the week? It says, A person was walking on Shabbos and he reached the stream water. If he can pick up his first foot before the second foot comes off the ground, it's going to be mutter. Meaning, he shouldn't jump on Shabbos, he shouldn't take a big step on Shabbos. However, if he's going to have to jump over the stream, it's going to be Asr. Says Gwar Maskele Rava, hey Chalavid, what should he do? Like, if he should go around the stream, come off his Biluchos. Now you're going to make the person have to walk more on Shabbos. We don't want to, we don't want to do that. Leavra, you should go through the water. What's going to happen is his clothing is going to get soaked with water. And he might come to the Shrita, he might come to end up squeezing out the water. So in this type of case, then of course we're going to allow him to jump over the water, so that because this is the best option. So So rather, what the Gemara means was that your hiluch should be different on Shabbos. It's like this: What's halacha? Is a person allowed to take wide steps, large steps on Shabbos? During the week, because I say because when I say that a person takes wide steps, it takes away one five hundredth of a person's eyesight. of a person and it comes back when a person does Kiddush on Friday night and Rashi seems to learn that's referring to a person who drinks the Kiddush some Rishayim learn the Ritva brings down that it means to put the wine on a person's eye but again there's a school over here that a person who is losing some of his eyes because it's Tiyagasa it will come back when he has the Kiddush of Friday night so, but that's what the Gemara is referring to and when he said that your Hiluch should be different on Shabbos that means that a person should not do Tiyagasa on Shabbos a person shouldn't take wide steps on Shabbos again we already saw in Sechus Brachas and that's Zion and Mitzvah if a person is running to do a Mitzvah or even to do things which he want, he's excited to do, the Ramah brings out that that's going to be mother. Says the Hedgegmarabaiter. What's Allah? Is a person allowed to eat dirt on Shabbos? From Rashi seems to learn, it's referring to some sort of refuah, the, the Miri as well. Shabbos Asr, it seems that people had a certain desire, some people who had a certain sickness would have a desire for eating dirt. And this is actually a condition known as geophasia, where they're in different cultures, they actually eat dirt. That's considered part of their culture. So it says the Gemara is a mutter for a person to have dirt on Shabbos. I'm like the Chibachel, which is a mutter to eat dirt during the week. Shani Amr, because I say, even though it's Asr, because 
because it harms a person, and therefore, if it damages a person, it's going to be also have during the week as well. Now we're going to go through some interesting. I got gemaras. A person who eats the dirt of Babel, it's as if he's eating from the buster of his fathers, of his forefathers. Some people say it's as if he's eating these disgusting, creepy crawlers. And the gemaras go through why? They'll say because the pasuk says we make call. You come to the pasuk says in regards to the mabel that Hakadosh Baruch Hu dissolved everything into the ground. Why is Babel called Shiner Shakol Meitzim Mabel in our Lishon? Because only Meitzim Mabel what ended up in Babel. Amar Bechol Amar Nekashma. Mitzula. Why is Babel called Mitzula Shakol Meitzim Mabel in its Lishon? Because all the people who died in the Mabel were emptied out into Babel. The Yeshem Kilech Shkatz Ramasim. And we said another opinion was it's as if you ate Shkatz Ramasim. Havada Eitz Mechol Says the Gemara. But the Chayra they already dissolved in the ground. So why? Like we Chaye. Why do we say if you eat the ground as if you're eating Shkatz Ramasim? The Chayra they already fully dissolved in the ground. So it's not like you're eating Shkatz Ramasim. I'm just saying. So back to Kim and Malki Gazer What I meant what what he meant was to say that since it is harmful for a person. To the Rabbanu made Xera, it's as if you ate Shkatz from Matzim. Da who gathered Achal Grisha because there's a certain person who ate the dirt. But Achal Tachlin ate some crest, which was in the dirt. But Katchlei Tachlei believed Umeis and started growing in his heart, and he died. That's what the Rabbanu said. You're not allowed to eat dirt. Is Xera? It is something which is dangerous and it's going to be usher. Says Hegeg Maravai to the pasuk says in Ruz for a chatzta v'sachta v'samta sumay sayech and the Gemara Darshan's Aaron Lezer Elu begadim shal Shabbos. It's referring to the begadim of Shabbos that a person should take a shower and get dressed up nicely for Shabbos. The pasuk says Tien lechacham yach kamayit Amar Lezer Zurus hamayavia v'shmar Masi. This is referring to Rus and Shmuel, but the Pasuk says you give to Chacham, you give advice to Chacham, and he takes that advice and he does something even more intelligent with it. Rus, the Nami, he come late because by Rus, Nami told Rus for Chatz Vesach was on this on because Nami told Rus that she should first get dressed up and then go to the then go to the silo. The Ilu, but he ducks it. In regards to Rus itself, in regards to Rus, it says it says first that she went down to the garden, first she went down, and then only afterwards she get dressed. Like Rashi explains, because it would be inappropriate for her to be dressed up fancy and walking around the street. So that's why it was better that she actually did it in the style itself. Shmuel, in regards to Shmuel, then you should lay down when you hear the voice calling out. You should say, "Is this the voice of Hakadosh Baruch Hu?" In regard to Shmuel himself, it says, "And Shmuel in the pasuk says that he calls out and says, "I am your Eved," but he didn't say Dvar Hashem because he wasn't sure it was Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Meaning Shmuel was going to find out it was the word of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. He wasn't convinced right away that it was Hashem. And says, "Now we're going to Dvar Hashem." Once you brought the pasuk in Rus, so now we're going to Dvar Hashem a few of the pasuk in Rus. That Rus kept on coming and going. Until Rus found people that were good people that she was able to go collect with them. She didn't want to just hang out with anybody. She wanted to make sure that the people she was hanging out with were appropriate. Why was Baez asking who was this girl? Is it normal for Baez to ask who, the, who these girls are? That Baez saw something intelligent that Rus was doing. Either he saw that she was only collecting two stocks and not three stocks, and that's the halacha. With Leket, Masisatana, another Bryce we learned, Tvarat Sneez Rabba, that Baya saw that Rus was acting in a very Tsnuadika manner, in a very appropriate manner, because when Aymadas Mumad, a stock which was standing, she would gather standing, and I fell as Musha, and a stock which was on the ground, she would sit down to pick it up, but she would not bend over, because I was considered something which was not Sneez. Then the Pasuk says, Was it normal for Baez to connect, to hang out with the woman? Meaning, why was Baez saying that she's going, he's going to take Rus? Since Baya saw that Arpa kissed her, her mother-in-law and left, but Rus was staying with Nami, so, was, so then Baya said, I'm allowed to come close to Rus, I see that she's a Tzedekah. So then Baya said, I'm allowed to come close to Rus, she was being Rami's to Rus, that there was going to be, Rus was going to come out of you. The Pasuk says about 
then the Pasuk says, The Pasuk says, ain't going to be satisfied. Sounds like going to what, these, what this Pasuk is referring to. So it says, The Gemara, because we learned that the statement of Rebbe was richer than the Shramaka, because in times of Rebbe, they were extremely affluent, and that's why there's going to be extra in times of Rebbe. The Pasuk is referring to three different times. One's referring to Al-Mazah, then the, the second part of the Pasuk is referring to Yemais Mashiach, and the third part is referring to al which is one of the rise that we should bring, that these are three separate stages, that Yemais Mashiach and al are two different times. Two quick hours, what we saw today, the Gemara brought down that a person shouldn't walk the same way he does on Shabbos, he walks during the week, and are concluded that that was referring to that a person shouldn't do Psyagas, he shouldn't take wide steps on Shabbos. It's interesting that already in the times of later Rishayim, and the earlier Chayim, there's this idea of taking a Shabbos walk, if you take a look at the Mavzik Yibrach and some Shanaf, he brings down from the Chivas Rush. the Rush brought down the Nogul Tal Minigafet, that if there's a minute to walk on Shabbos, that is considered a good minute. And then the Chivas, if you take a look at the Chivas Adeshin, Simon Alf, it brings down interesting that Gam Shamat Mishim Piachim Yagdalim, Shashan the Kibuk Mak, and Menu Stalar was a curse, Shamat, or Shabbos Vadimga, the Kokashi Ravi, or Shimigdal, Kadwen, who the whole Tevi Kal Imai, Hokul says the Chivas Adeshin, Hokul Tal Akar Kilash, or the Shabbos, Al Sasanar, that the congregation, the Rav, and the people in the Shul would go after they eat, they would go and take a walk on the riverbanks in the cities. You see this idea that you take a Shabbos walk and you take a look in the Shulchan Aruch and Hilchas Erev Tchumen in Simon Tuf Tes Vav. The Shulchan Aruch is talking about that we only set an Erev Tchumen up if you want, a person wants to do a Tzarek Mitzvah. And the Ramah over there speaks out that what's considered a Tzarek Mitzvah. A person wants to take a walk on Yom Tov or Shabbos. But Paradise in the Garden Chesh by Simcha B'Zemek Yedvar Mitzvah says the Ramah that for a person who wants to take a walk on Shabbos in the gardens that's considered uh, that's considered something which is Einik Shabbos and that's considered a Dvar Mitzvah. So again, you see. This idea that a person is taking his walk on Shabbos to enjoy the Shabbos, to enjoy the, to- the time spent with his family, that is considered a Dharma Mitzvah. And it's actually interesting, he is quoting the Truman's Adeshin, Seminary and Zion. So it makes sense, we see already that this idea that a person taking a walk could be considered a Dharma Mitzvah. However, to keep in mind that the, uh, the Shulchan Aruch already in Shuvah, and Afkas Reichel, Sermon Reishvah, the Tzlach, and a few of the Drashas spoke out, we have to be very careful. The Mishnah Brewer also on that, sh- that Seminary Shulchan Aruch brings down the person has to be very careful that the walks do not lead to Chas Hashem, any Chil Shabbos, or anything inappropriate on Shabbos. The second era is that the Gemara brought down that a person who takes Wide steps, large steps, he's going to lose some of his eyesight, and that's going to return Friday night when he has Kiddush. I don't remember who I saw this from, one of the Bali Musser. If anybody knows who this part is from, I would love to write it down. That the, one of the, He explained that the Gemara was referring to a person who takes wide steps is somebody who's looking, is not happy with what he has, and he's always looking to get something else. He's always running to get something to try to find something he doesn't have. And that's what it means. He's going to lose some of his eyesight that he's not going to catch, he's not going to find what he is looking for. And then it's going to return Friday night. And so he explained that the Pshad is that Shabbos represents the idea that Kaish Baruch gives us the, well, everything that we need, and that's the time. 
time that we rest and we stop looking, we stop running to get things outside of us. Shabbos is a time that we look inside of us, we look at what we have, and we appreciate and value what we have. So that's the idea. The person is taking Psiya Gas, and that's going to be fixed with the concept of Shabbos, the idea of Shabbos, which we're already explained, that Taib Lahid Hashem, that the, the Mizmar of Shabbos is Mizmar Shalom of Shabbos, Taib Lahid Hashem, the Shabbos is the time that we appreciate and value things that we have, like the Radak says, because we have the time to sit and we have the time, we have the peace of mind to sit and think about all the things that Kaddish Baruch gave us. So we should try to use the Shabbos as the opportunity to appreciate, to value, to savor, to cherish all the things that Kaddish Baruch gave us. Quick, as we saw today, the Gemara on the Amal brought down the Allah of tying a bucket, tying a pail in the bar. The Gemara brought down the what type of what type of rope are you allowed to use? Do we make a that if we let you use a weaver's rope, you're going to use a regular rope or not? And we saw the Machlekes between Rehuda and the Chacham. Then we saw the Gemara on the bottom, down the Allah of folding on Shabbos. The Gemara brought down that it's only going to be much with four conditions. And we saw that person not to do a Chana, person not to prepare on Shabbos for after Shabbos. And then we saw the Gemara made three Joshua's on the Tzukim of Mtzechevska, Dabudabra, that a person should make sure he doesn't walk the same way on Shabbos, his speech should be different on Shabbos, everything, his clothing should be different on Shabbos, Shabbos should look like a different day. And then the Gemara on the base brought down a bunch of interesting Joshua's in regards to one more quick hour before we finish. I remember seeing from Volba or Volba writes that a person who experiences Shabbos properly, a person who sees what it really means to experience the Kedusha of Shabbos and tap into the atmosphere of Shabbos, the relationship with the Kaddish Baruch on Shabbos, he does not need any more proofs of the existence of God. He does not need any other proofs for the existence of the Kaddish Baruch Hu. He feels it, he recognizes it, it's something that he knows. And my Rebbe, my Rebbe of Kamen Epstein, he always would tell us when we're learning with Shabbos, Shabbos the importance that when we learn with Shabbos, Shabbos, we should try to make sure that our Shabbos itself transforms the way we approach Shabbos. Shabbos, the way we value Shabbos, the way we appreciate Shabbos, it totally changed. And he would repeat to us how he saw by the G'daylam that they were different people on Shabbos. That Gemara is telling us that how we dress, how we act, how we walk, how we talk should be different on Shabbos. He described that by some G'daylam, this was something which was Pasha, you actually saw in their faces, you saw everything that they did was different on Shabbos. We should be zekhed to tap into the special Kedusha, the special environment and atmosphere that Shabbos can create. Have a wonderful, wonderful week.